Hey podcast listeners, welcome back to another episode of the No Limits Podcast with me, your host, Mark Ormrod. Now I'm going to start with an apology because I'm not sure how the audio on this episode is going to sound. I've left my, whatever it's called, the microphone pop or the, basically the thing you put in front of the microphone to stop all the, the heavy, weird breathing noises and, and the interference. I've left it away from where I am right now, so I'm just recording this bare naked into a microphone, so if the audio is poor, I do apologise. Now, before we get started with today's episode, um, I just want to throw a few thank yous out there, Um, in particular to all those people that help me on a daily basis do all these different things that I'm doing, like the podcasts and the No Limits merchandise and my new book and all that kind of stuff, who I don't ever feel really get the recognition that they deserve. And when I am so busy with with work and family and life, I often neglect to tell them how much I appreciate what they do for me and make them feel as valued as I think I should. So you guys all know who you are. Um, Andy, for all the support you give me with the website, with the podcast, with my YouTube, with all of that, thank you for all your help, brother, I really appreciate it. Garen from Plymouth University, thank you for helping me to tidy up these podcasts and to get them out there. We've just, or you've just, uh, helped us get into iTunes, so this episode, hopefully, most of you will be listening to on iTunes. If not, then you'll be listening to it through my YouTube channel. So you're helping me do things, both of you guys are helping me do things that I could never do without you because, quite frankly, I'm not clever enough. So thank you for your time and your knowledge and your wisdom and your expertise in helping me to take this podcast online and get it out to as many listeners as possible. To Lee, the man behind the No Limits merchandise range, the guy who takes all the orders, prints all the t-shirts, does all the posting, all the packaging, deals with all the returns which thankfully we haven't had many of as well as the complaints which again thankfully we haven't had um, I don't think we've had any of actually Lee um, which is testament to the great work you do so guys thank you for all that you're doing to help me grow the No Limits brand and to reach more and more people I just wanted to get that plug and that shout out in before I got into today's episode which I am about to do right now now this is probably the most ironic podcast that I'm ever going to record because today what I want to talk about is procrastination and it's taken me a week to record this podcast hence the irony in doing our podcast against procrastination I should have done it the minute that I came up with the idea of doing it but it's taken me a week but To be honest, that isn't a bad thing because it's given me time to reflect and it's given me time to think about all the kind of points that I want to get across in this episode. So, as I usually do, I'm going to use a personal example of when I've procrastinated in my life, what I think's been good about it, what I think's been bad about it, but what's been great about finally nipping in the bud getting it done, and just getting on with it. So I think most of you guys know by now, if you follow me on social media for any length of time, 
that every Christmas I sit down and I write out my goals and I write out everything that I want to achieve in the coming year. And I often get asked a lot through my social media, through emails, uh, through direct messages, you know, are there any goals that I set myself that I don't ever achieve? And the answer to that is absolutely and unequivocally yes. I do set myself goals every year that I do not achieve. Now, there could be many reasons for that. It may be that I haven't found the time to do it. I may have got overwhelmed with other things like work and family life and just not got around to putting the effort into making it happen. And that's okay. I don't feel bad about that. That's just the way things are because life is life and sometimes it takes over. Now, in some situations, my priorities might have changed and my focus might have changed. And where at the beginning of the year, when I wrote these things down, they were important to me something's happened along the way where it's no longer become a priority in my life, it isn't that important and therefore I've decided to strike it out, get rid of it because it's not really conducive in leading me down the path that I want to go down to get to where it is that I want to get. Sometimes when I review my goals, which I I tend to do every three months, I'll sit there and I'll think to myself, Do I really want to achieve that or is that just some silly thing that I wrote down at the beginning of the year which wasn't really relevant but is perhaps a nice to have and you know would have been nice to achieve but now it's kind of getting in the way of the more important things in life and do I really need to do it and and I'll assess that on the time. Sometimes that will be the case you know it's not important I've written it down it doesn't really take me where I want to be so I'll scratch it off but there are many reasons why some of the goals I set myself I don't achieve. Now, I'm I'm quite proud to say that this isn't often the case. A lot of the time, you know, I work very hard to go and achieve my goals. I, I put a lot of thought and effort into them and they're all taking me in the direction that I want to take my life into to get to where I want to be. Um, but occasionally, things don't pan out the way that I plan them. Now, because in this episode I want to talk about procrastination, I'm going to use an example of a goal I set myself three years ago now. Um, It was something I wanted to do, something that took me outside of my comfort zone, something I had no experience in. Well, I had a little bit of experience in it, uh, but not a massive amount. Something that scared me and something that I procrastinated on for three years and that was to hold my very own evening with Mark Hormrod event. Now I spent a good couple of years on the speaking circuit going and sharing my story uh, with corporations and big businesses all around the world which I'm very grateful for and I'm fortunate to have had the opportunity to do that. I've worked with children in schools and obviously done the tamed down PG version of what happened to me working with you know young children aged from five all the way up to 19 20 plus and that's also very fulfilling but one of the things I really wanted to do was hold an evening with style event where I could go out on stage be interviewed uh, in front of an audience and tell my whole story from start to finish 
in a relaxed environment where I can just be me. So if I drop the odd F-bomb and say fuck, it doesn't matter. If I go down a rabbit hole and start going into detail about certain aspects and areas of my life, it doesn't matter. It's completely unscripted, just really guided by an interviewer and a PowerPoint presentation where we just go out, we sell tickets, we get people into the venue, put bombs on seats and really just have you know, two or three hours of fun. You know, sharing stories, sharing insights, answering questions, and doing all those kind of things that I'd seen other people who had held similar events do in the past. Now, I procrastinated on this for, like I said, three years. And there were many reasons for that. Um, Or, no, there were many excuses for that. You know, I used to say I was too busy with work, I didn't have enough time, couldn't find a venue, you know, blah, 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 yada, 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 every excuse you could think of. But the reality of the situation was, and I don't mind sharing this with you guys, I didn't think anyone would turn up. I was scared shitless that I would put on this event, I'd put a lot of effort into it, I'd build this PowerPoint presentation, I'd rehearse it, I'd put together a great evening, and then when the time came, no one would turn up, and I'd look like an absolute bellend. And worse than that, I'd probably feel like an absolute bellend. And so I gave myself excuses for three years, year after year after year, why I couldn't do it. And I realized that I was bullshitting myself. And I realized that although I give out all this advice to people of, you know, do this and do that, I wasn't taking my own advice. And I'll be honest, I think if it wasn't for the intervention of a friend of mine, then I probably still wouldn't have done it uh, to this very day. But I was very fortunate that I was approached by a gentleman at the beginning of the year, Glenn Spencer, who offered to host the event for me, which I was very excited about. You know, I was like, okay, yes, here we go. No more procrastination. Let's get this event done. We've got an interviewer. Let's make it happen. And once I had agreed to it, the reality hit me. You know, the reality hit me that actually now after three years of waiting and making excuses, this event was going to go ahead. I did have to do it. And that fear kicked back in about, you know, what if no one turns up? And so although, you know, Glenn was on board now and I had an interviewer and and things were taking positive steps in the right direction, I really kept myself busy with all the other aspects of my work and my life because I don't want to think about it too much. You know, it it wasn't a nice feeling. Imagining doing that event and, and hardly anyone turning up and it being a massive flop. But um, the fact of the matter was now that all the excuses that I had were invalid because Glenn was on board and he was doing 95% of the work. He was organising venues, he was selling tickets online, he was selling tickets offline. He was getting charity collection buckets from the Royal Marines charity because we were aiming to raise money during the evening as well. He was getting his, his daughters and his family to help push the event. They put posters together. They put it all over Portsmouth, which is where we held the first event. They were just talking about it to everyone that they could and bleeding people's ears about this guy that no one had ever heard of coming to Portsmouth and sharing his story. And, you know, basically taking all of my excuses away from me about why I couldn't organise the event because Glenn was doing all the work for me that I said I didn't have the time previously to do. And so the days went by, the weeks went by, the months went by, we got closer and closer and closer to the event. I did a little bit of 
media and PR online, trying to push ticket sales to Eventbrite to um, to try and kind of make myself feel better that people were going to turn up. And again, like I said, I kept myself busy to try and suppress that fear that the event was going to be a massive flop. Now, I don't know if anyone listening to this has ever experienced that for themselves, but but it's not nice. You know, when I did the corporate speaking events, that was great because an organization or a business would contact my speaking bureau in London. They would then reach out to me, make sure I could do the event. Once we tore all of the logistics up, I would go, I would do my thing, and then I'd come home. Exactly the same with the school. So I knew people were going to be there. All I had to do was practice you know, my my speech and what I was going to say, go there, deliver on the day and come home. So I knew people were going to be there, but this was kind of different. You know, I wasn't 100% sure that it was going to go the way that I wanted it to. I knew logistically it was being handled fantastically by Glenn, but there was always that fear. Anyway, fast forward a couple of weeks to the 4th of August, 2018, and it was game time. You know, the 4th of August 2018 was the first ever evening with event that we held. And I have to tell you, and I don't mind saying this, and this is not me bragging, you know, and I, and I give Glenn and his family and his friends the massive share of the credit when it comes to this, but the event was a massive success. We had sold 130 tickets leading up to the event. We had seats for 150 people in case people turned up on the night and wanted to buy tickets on the door. And we oversold by about 25 tickets. I believe there are about 175 people in attendance when we got there. And like five minutes before I was due to start, I had to, you know, put a big shout out to everyone and ask if everyone had enough seats because I wanted to make sure everyone was comfortable as it could be. But we had oversold the event and I was ecstatic. Glenn was ecstatic. All of his friends and family that had put so much hard work and effort into organizing the event, were ecstatic. And so before I even got on stage, all of that fear disappeared. And it gave me a real boost. And, and actually afterwards, when I started speaking to some of these people and, and interacting and mingling, some people had driven four hours to be there, just to listen to me speak, four hours. That hit me quite hard. That was so humbling to think that people would make that effort on a Saturday night when they could have been doing whatever they wanted to do, could have been out partying with their friends, spending time with their family. These people had made the effort, traveled a hell of a distance at their own expense for fuel and for accommodation that just to hear me tell my story, you know, answer some questions and have some fun with them. And it and it was extremely humbling. And it was one of those points in my life from those pivotal moments what had a profound effect on me and really made me change, I guess, change my outlook on things um, in, in many, many different ways in different areas of my life. And so the evening pretty much went off without a hitch. You know, Glenn was a fantastic interviewer, you know, really had the gift of the gab, put a lot of effort into practicing and rehearsing what he was going to ask, when he was going to ask it. He's also very good at ad hocing and just jumping in there with questions. And, you know, that's what I love doing is just answering them off the cuff. I don't particularly like sticking too much to a script. And I think in total we were there for a good three and a half hours 
on that stage. We we had an intermission about an hour into it. We jumped back on stage after and finished up uh, the second half of the presentation and did a good hour of Q&A with everyone, which is the part I love the most. And then, you know, had a quick beer, mingled around with everybody. It was it was getting pretty late by this time. We started at half past seven and, and I didn't get back in my hotel room till gone one o'clock in the morning. But it, it was phenomenal. And when I did get back to my hotel room, I couldn't sleep because I was buzzing so much and all that fear, you know, of no one turning up and, and it going wrong and it being bad and there being negative feedback was gone. And then I was on this massive high and I couldn't believe that after three years of being scared and worried about it, that it went so well. Now, like I said, this was massively, massively due to to Glenn and his family and his friends organising all the logistics behind it and making sure that people turned up and making sure that there were bums on seats. But it really made me... It changed me a little bit, you know, and, and I tend to attack a lot of things head on. I don't generally have much fear when it comes to things in my life I don't generally procrastinate I just get on and do them this was a thing for me as I've said that was difficult for me to put into action Um, and we all have those things that we find more difficult than others but come the end of the night you know those fears were were gone and I felt like I had leveled up if you like and reached a new level and and grown as an individual and it's given me a massive confidence boost in what it is that I do and going forward you know I I have the Invictus Games coming up in October we're in August now so that's my my main focus is training for that but I think between coming home at the end of October and Christmas I want to do another one of these in Plymouth where I'm from you know where I was born where there's a big military community because now I've kind of got the bug for it and it was a fantastic event. I really enjoyed myself. The feedback made me feel so humble and, and so grateful, as did all the help that I got from from friends and family. So, yeah, the point of this podcast was to talk about procrastination. And I think a lot of times, the main reasons we do procrastinate on certain things in our life is through fear. You know, fear of failure, fear of it not going the way we want it to, fear of looking stupid maybe sometimes it's it's fear of success you know what if it goes well and then you know I'm at this certain standard now and I've got to maintain it and that's going to be difficult there there are many different reasons why we procrastinate but if I could be so bold as to give any advice out it is you know take hold of that fear and rather than run away from it just run towards it you know it could have gone the complete opposite way it could have been a complete flop you know, it, nobody could have turned up. I could have been a complete nightmare on stage and really fluffed up everything I was talking about. A million and one things could have gone wrong, but they didn't. And if they did, the worst case scenario is that I would have learned. You know, I would, I would have gone up there. It wouldn't have gone right. I would have been disappointed. You know, I'll be honest about that. But I would have went back home and I would have reflected and I would have decided whether this was worth pursuing and then I will take necessary steps either to to drop it or to carry on with it. Because I've said this before, not just in, in podcasts, but in uh, on my social media. You know, I personally don't believe in failure. I wouldn't have classed it as a failure if it didn't go the way I wanted it to. I would have classed it as a learning experience. And as long as you do learn from that experience, 
then failure can't exist. And like I said, I would have figured out what to do going forward. Do I do I learn from it, improve it, try again, carry on, or do I just ditch it? So guys, that was it. Um, I've waffled on long enough. I, I just wanted to talk about this, first of all, because I think there are a lot of valuable lessons in, in what I learned from that experience, but also because of the irony of this podcast. You know, I procrastinated for three years on that event. I procrastinated for a week on this podcast. We all do it. We're all human. There are all things that we procrastinate on, as I've said before, for many different reasons. As long as we get there in the end with help, with support, by running towards that fear and that anxiety, as long as we get there successful or not, as long as we learn, all I can say is happy days. Guys, that is it from this podcast. I am going to get another one recorded very soon this week. Um, And before I go, you know, I said thank you to a few people at the beginning of this, a few people that have helped me with some of the areas in my life getting to this point. I also want to thank you guys because without you guys to listen to this, it probably wouldn't exist. And, you know, if it can help people, all the better. But without you guys listening, without you guys commenting on my social media, without you guys supporting me, helping me to share my projects and the various things that you see me doing online, you know, I don't know what I'd be doing. So whoever you are, wherever you are, whether we've met in person or online, just know that I appreciate you and all the support that you give me, whether you know you're giving it to me or not. Guys, that's it. I'm out. I'm going to go and get on with working on my second book uh, and stay tuned for some information, some news and some progress updates on that in up and coming episodes. Guys, thank you. Goodbye.